In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. I, I just, you know, happiness Let's is a choice. Okay, we can Let's start, start right there. there. It's yeah, hard, it's to, be hard positive. to be positive these days. <laughs> it's hard to be positive and happiness is a choice. Wow, that's a bumper sticker. It is. That's too long for a bumper sticker. I guess you could TLDR. TLDR. Happy face. You put those on some smiley pants on the ass, at least for my pants, you know. It's really long. That's Followed by the Bill of Rights. Periodic table. Oh, there. There's the science wow. transition. There you go. You know what? There you go. There's a there's a line of clothing. <laughs> periodic table. The periodic table on your yeah. ass. Hey, Actually, baby. There was, I saw hand. somebody who had um, a shower curtain that was the periodic table. Yeah, That's I've seen cool. that. Ian has a periodic table t-shirt. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> the end. He also has a, a Wookiee coat. He does. I got it for him, and he was like, "Oh, I'm super gonna wear it." Yeah, all that the coat time. was pretty cool. Twice. Twice. <laughs> it's hot. I mean, Wookies are hot. So the coat or hoodie or it's a coat. It's a coat, coat hoodie. I mean, it has a hood, and it's reversible mm. Han Solo Wookie. <laughs> and it looks very totally puffy easy. Han Solo with all the. Fur it is it's like Han Solo that let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> well, introduce yourself. Hi. Uh, who do we have in hey. the studio with us? Who is our special guest? Today, my name is Elaine Ham. Hi, Elaine Ham. Again, the end. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, I'm happy to be here. Um, I put pants on a Saturday morning. That's that's pretty. Can good. I put my pants on now? So, is, is this our <laughs> attempt to have a response to like Trump silencing scientific voices? Is that absolutely here? We are. I just wanted to talk scientific- about science. Yes, I. You know, I. I'm in my pitched you guys it was to talk about poop so you know we I do want to cover discussion. the poop um, one of my <laughs> favorite sounds like you have another another um, agenda one of my favorite um, cards against humanity cards is pooping back and forth into each other's butts forever 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yes elaine is, a, elaine is a scientist i am a scientist dr ham doesn't that sound like a made-up profession like it no does. one's really a scientist like a like, rocket scientist or a cowboy you're like really yeah no there really are rocket scientists yeah, really they are <laughs> we've been to their work because i've always had a job in uh, in corporate america and capitalism and how do <laughs> scientists too. get paid i mean uh, where does where does the money come from that pays scientists you you guys um i mean i went to graduate school and this is the best part about getting a degree in science is that it's paid by the i mean my my graduate school was paid by the national institutes of health so i was on a grant and so nice. i didn't have any graduate school debt so nice. that was good pretty, for you pretty sweet yeah, yeah. sweet so uh but yeah so the taxpayers pay for science which is why you always see those people that, you know, there's so much waste in science. And mm-hmm. Someone brings up a shrimp on a treadmill grant. And I think. Wait, a what on a treadmill? Yeah, there's this uh, this big hoorah about uh, waste in uh, science and what our research dollars are going to. And I think they featured, I think it was Tom Coburn, actually. I think they featured a, a shrimp on a treadmill. A shrimp on and a And that was like, look at this waste of stuff. And it's just like, well, that's probably taken out of context. I think he was looking at water quality and how it impacted shrimp. And if you like shrimp, shrimp on a treadmill, sounds like a dish I'd get over to Drake or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why wouldn't we want to spend money on science? So, what is it that so many politicians yes, it, don't like about spending money on science? What know, is what is so irritating to people about that concept? I don't think that most politicians hate spending money on science. I really don't. I mean, I, okay, I, 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 but you know, it's it's a big budget because science costs a lot of money and. You know, but there is the politics of science, weirdly and sadly. I mean, there should be zero politics in science because it's yeah. just based on facts and data. And uh, this is me waving my arm going, no, <laughs> why are we doing this? Well, I think probably what you're referring to, Aaron, is the people that are um, about getting rid of regulations that might oh, well, help the general public and their regulations that are based oh, upon like scientific findings. the idea of getting findings. rid of the EPA. Right. Or, or well, geologists. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm that's just saying, does that fall under the whole same thing of... 
people not wanting to spend money on NASA or... Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of biased, and most people like to spend money on health. I mean, they passed the on Faster health. Cure Act just recently. I mean, that was a big, big boost for for disease research. But yeah, NASA, the EPA, climate change. Don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we're still having this conversation about climate change, but we we are. We are. We here always we, will. Here, here we are, and this that's is, why. I mean, in examples, this is one of the nicest springs we've had in a long time. <laughs> 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 right. It's hard to have that like weather versus climate change and everyone's like, look, I mean, yeah. that our own senator shit. like put the yes. snowball in the, is that, on the ground. Is that not one of the most embarrassing things? Yeah, that, 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 embarrassing. No, that is that, not one of the most embarrassing. Well, no. it's, it's up there. But the, fact, <laughs> the fact that that dude was from Oklahoma yeah. and that's one of our own that's yeah, pulling it, that. I mean, that's that a joke. Uh, yeah, can you think of another um, um, example of something that's embarrassing in relation to science and our politicians? Um, Can gosh. we just make fun of them for a minute? Every, for a minute? Every, everything seems like lately. It just doesn't make any sense, though. I mean, there's things that are real, and I don't understand how politics get involved. I mean, I guess I understand with climate change is that you don't, you know, the oil and gas industry obviously has an interest. And But the thing, you know, here's my argument for people that don't believe in climate change. You can't think that we're doing good things to the earth when we have landfills overflowing and that right. we're injecting wastewater to the ground. You can't think good marshmallows and sunshine and unicorn tears are going to pop out when right. you do that. So, I mean, whether you believe in climate change or not, it's not awesome what we're doing. So, yeah. you know. This this climate that we still think we live in that was created somehow through one way or another that was this Baby perfect Jesus. place for, however <laughs> however you think it came to be it came to be with like that's what we exist in and yeah. we're pulling stuff up that should be down <laughs> that's right and we're putting it back into the air like no we, we whether you believe we spent six thousand or six hundred billion years putting that stuff down there it's down there for a reason right it's the goonies quote you know, brand God put that rock there for a, for a reason. reason. Yeah. Right. Right. And I do enjoy gas. I do. I mean, my house is powered by gas. I mean, I don't yeah. enjoy other kinds of gas, but you know, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is that dichotomy of like, I, ah, until we get solar and wind industry. Oh. And well, and another thing that I think of in terms of climate change and polluting the atmosphere is when you look back to when was it the late sixties, early seventies. And if you ever watched the Neil deGrasse Tyson new cosmos, mm -hmm. There's a whole episode about the scientists that discovered that the lead that was in gasoline was polluting everything. Yeah. And that guy had this monstrous fight yeah. with the, the petroleum industry oh, to get lead out of gasoline. Yeah. And he finally succeeded, obviously. But it took a while and a lot of money, I'm sure. Yeah. And that was, that was a group of um, not necessarily politicians, but businessmen yeah. that were basically trying to silence this guy. Of course, yeah. Well, I mean... Every month I have a conversation with somebody about vaccines in some form, whether vaccines cause mm -hmm. autism or the flu shot gave me the flu. It doesn't. It's not possible to give you the flu. And vaccines don't have don't cause autism. But every month I have that conversation with people and they and they argue with me, someone that's in vaccine research and has a Ph.D. in microbiology. And I just don't know what to say. But then I, I get really frustrated. But at the same time, like scientists have been battling skeptics since science exactly existed. Right. I mean, I'm not getting thrown into a dungeon in the Spanish Inquisition. So that's pretty exciting. So, you know, <laughs> things could be worse. But I mean, there's always been this battle of religion and government and science. So I don't get too disheartened. I mean, we're just going through another one of those. I mean, you don't go to work every day under the cloud of fear of death. <laughs> <laughs> Not by the government Not or the by church. The government. You That's know. true. Maybe by a radical of some kind. <laughs> I, I do get a little depressed. Uh, yeah, you know, I, we're. I work for a small pharmaceutical company, and so I. But I still get labeled oh big pharma. We're just in it for mm -hmm. the money. No, I'm not. You know, I mean, I, I do enjoy money, but I mean, I really hope I, I help cure something too. So, well, yeah, but yeah. Well, and that's a good point. Like one of the things that is blowing my mind lately is you look at somebody like, you know, Elon Musk, who has built this empire on science. Like everything mm -hmm. he's doing is like it's latest, greatest science. And he's making more money than all these crazies <laughs> put together. Like, I think there was an article like Tesla cleared in one quarter what the entire energy industry mm -hmm. earns in a year yeah. combined. It's like, hey, guys, 
science is making yeah. him like if you're all about the money yeah look look, look. like go do what he's doing well, like iPhones my god i mean apple i mean all of those things are science i mean it's so, so i don't understand why people would hate science because you, you literally they don't understand they, they don't see the connection it has to their everyday lives yeah. there's a disconnect sure. about absolutely where it started and how it developed to how they actually use it right because yeah. they don't think apple you know oh they stopped innovating you know blah 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 it's like Man, do you realize that the fact that phone, the simple fact that phone gets like two or three times more powerful every year <laughs> and gets smaller and gets a longer life, like whatever they're doing, that innovation is still occurring. Yeah. Things are, I mean, to make something smaller, to make it more efficient, to make it more. To make a battery so small that it fits, mm -hmm. you know, into a tiny thing that you hold in your yeah. hand that can power it for to send messages to space, my God. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> phenomenal, but we're just like, ugh. And they get angry Fun. when it only lasted two hours before I had to charge it. Which yeah. I totally have done. Because <laughs> uh, I was scrolling Facebook constantly. Constantly. Because I can't quit, I can't get off of Reddit and my phone died. Right. <laughs> now I got to start a subreddit about how much the iPhone sucks. <laughs> Even though in like, within the last 10 minutes, I've just communicated with 600 different people around the world instantaneously. <laughs> But that disconnect, I mean, I think that's also the vaccine things. I mean, we haven't had to see polio. We haven't had to witness the terrible diseases that we have eradicated. Yeah. So there's a, you don't, it's not real to you to see if I don't vaccinate my kid, they're not going to be able to walk. I mean, that, that generation is, is. That is a valid point is that perspective has been lost. Yeah. And well, replaced I mean, by a different kind of fear. Well, I think a different fear yeah. now for me something. personally is like, could we please find a cure for cancer? <laughs> Right. You know, like that's the thing that I think was, is impacting so many people now. Oh, absolutely. So why do that's we need more people in science trying to Try work to, on that. So absolutely. I mean, and it's a complicated disease. I mean, there's so many variations of of cancer that you know is, and most cancer drugs, it just seems like it extends life versus saves life. I yeah. Mean, it just mm -hmm. and it's it's just a, a hard disease to work on. I mean. I can't imagine working on cancer. Well, is that when you get into those cynical attitudes of, mm -hmm. well, nobody's trying to cure cancer yeah. because the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry just wants you to keep buying their drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, no, no, man. It's just really, really right. hard, it's just you like, guys. Like, seeing, the, like, seeing firsthand the doctors that, that were working on it, no, yeah. they're working on it. They're working like, they're on it. They're taking this shit seriously, and it's... It's, it's easy to get frustrated, though. My first job as a scientist out of graduate school was to work on Alzheimer's. And oh, was it really? Yeah. I was a chemist for a company that was working on Alzheimer's. I was a partner of uh, a Japanese pharmaceutical company. And it's hard. And it failed in phase two clinical trials. Mm. And, and it's a really complicated, really terrible disease. And That's a terrifying disease. It is. And my, and my own father has it. But at the same time, like, it's so frustrating and difficult. I just don't. I myself get frustrated work, you know, to work on it too, just because it's like, I don't know if we'll ever get there. And, it, and you get kind of discouraged. So, yeah. but we're, we're trying, <laughs> but the clinical trials are really expensive too. I mean, incredibly expensive. So, well, if you think back to before vaccines, when people probably thought there's no way that you could find any kinds of cures for polio and everything else right. that vaccines take care of, they did. Yeah. So this is just another one of those things. Of those that things. Down the road, it'll eventually happen. But in the meantime, you got to keep, Biden. And then new something will pop up. I mean, yeah. think of anim you know, antibiotics. I mean, how amazing that was to find antibiotics. But we're now at the point where we don't have enough drugs to fix disease because yeah. we have so much antimicrobial resistance now that if we keep up the rate of drugs made versus antimicrobial resistance that we're at now in 2050, antimicrobial resistant disease deaths will, be, will far surpass cancer-related deaths. Mm -hmm. terrifying right like terrifying. you can have a uti and die because this everything is just resistant to everything we create but it's i mean i'm in the antibiotic game and it is so hard to make that drug and i understand now why we don't have that many drugs so <laughs> it's really hard y'all <laughs> don't, don't make that be my quote it's no, hard y'all it's really hard y'all <laughs> it's this is how oaky scientists talk. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they don't put me in business development. Y'all. Yeah, that's not going to be a good slogan for this pharmaceutical company. <laughs> right. So, for this research put it on our branch. Website. It's hard, y'all. It's hard, y'all. All right. Um, I know a little bit about it, but can you talk about STEM? What is STEM? Um, well, you know, that's a great question. Before, it, I, I, mean, I guess I'm science? in science, STEM. Science, technology. STEM. Engineering and, and math. 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 math, mathematics. Math. Just yes. can we just call it if math? You want to get fancy? <laughs> I just want to get yeah. fancy. Math. I call it math. 
Yeah. Was that a term that was thrown around when no. when you were working on Not your education? All. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm very really glad it's very recent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the purpose of it, I believe, is to encourage yep. kids to go into the science yeah, and the science fields because yeah. that's where this country is hurting. Is we don't we're we're falling we're lagging yeah, in those fields. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we're had you know. It seems like most of the scientists and great doctors are from other countries. Yes, absolutely. Well, it seems odd to me that we have to intentionally draw attention to those yeah, subjects. Because, right? I mean, when I, I felt like when I went to school, like, <laughs> everything was pretty equal. Like, I got English and biology and right. algebra. You know, you had all these subjects. You kind of went through a little bit more every year. And, yeah. So why do we? Why are we suddenly at a point where we need to be like, hey, don't forget about yeah. technology, engineering, <laughs> so mathematics. Like, so how did, what, what drew you into it in, in your education? Um, man, I wish I could say I was the girl that like had a microscope and always knew she was going to be a scientist. I mean, did have a microscope and and I and I did play with it for a little bit, but I was a music major in college. Oh, we were band <laughs> together. So I was not. I think most people I went to high school with would be would be shocked that you have a PhD in microbiology. Were you in marching band? <laughs> You a dumb major. I mean, the nerdiness certainly fits. I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised I went to a nerdy field. But um, oh, wait, speaking of that, real quick, I guess yeah. so. You just had their first female drum major. Is that right? At yes. OU, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly was shocked that that had never occurred. I, I, I was too. That it never occurred like, either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a female drum major in high school. Yeah, in the nineties, yeah. like a, oh, you hadn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's were, pretty strange. Were you a drum major? I was a drum. Yeah, major. you were a female yeah. drum major. Yeah, yeah, for for two years. Yeah. yeah. I don't but know, you got really band. nerdy just now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> click. Well, I'm just saying, like a band. You're, you're, I was in band with you. I played trumpet with your brother, and yeah, he's also a doctor, right? He is now a doctor. He's, he's a, a doctor, doctor that can do something for you, though. You know, I might eventually, <laughs> God willing. But yeah, no, like I can tell what you have, but I can't do anything. I can't do anything for, for you. you. Yeah. I can smell yeah. smell your infection. I can That's smell so your weird. Can you? Smell, can you? <laughs> um, yeah, no, actually, like you work around different bugs enough that you can. They have a very different. You know, well, and the pus smell. that infection and infection can generate has this. I remember yeah, one time yeah, my finger got really infected and black, and it smelled awful. It's, yeah, and well, when I had, I, so I had an appendectomy when I was in graduate school, and I had sepsis. So, um, like it, for fun, like for yeah, religious. you know, I was like, you know what I haven't done yet. <laughs> I got my gallbladder out. Why not take this other vestigial organ? Um, no, it it had to leave. It had it had to secede from the union for sure. Uh, <laughs> And I got sepsis, and so they had this this drain. This is gonna get gross. Uh, they had a drain. I had to put a drain tube in, and I smelled the drain tube, and I was like, "Oh, oh this is totally." What did it smell like? Um, it smelled musty and a little sweet, and it smelled like strep. I knew it was. And this was coming out of your of, body. Yeah, it was out of my body. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, side story that's really cool. Like, so your body forms these abscesses when you have a massive blood infection. So it's basically Spider-Man coming in and forming these nets that capture all of the bad stuff and corral it into a certain area in your body. Mm. And it forms like this hard candy shell that then you can put a drain <laughs> tube in and drain out the infection. But it's all these nets that your body throws out to capture bacteria and put it in a specific spot. So they put the drain tube in the, my Spider-Man net, and that sounds super that's a, No, cool. wait, it's not. It's I follow what you're saying. And it smelled like strep, and I told the doctors, they were like, uh-huh, whatever, this lady, you know. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it came back. And I was like, you could have put me on the right antibiotics earlier. Hello, I told you it was strep. But, yeah, it was it was strep. So they just has the smell. We used to have smell-offs in the lab because – Smell-offs? Yeah. <laughs> That so, has, now this is why people don't go into STEM. They're like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> In a weird way, it reminds me of the only episode of Doogie Hauser that I've ever recorded. Like, oh, wow. And I don't know why. But MPH. It was this episode where he was like, he was on this mission to just like solve all these patients and he was running around bragging and his dad was just like, you need to just, you know, there's no need to rush. You don't need to do that. You can just slow down sometimes. And he finally gets this patient and he can't figure out he's he's tried everything can't figure out he's just super frustrated and his dad's like just slow down just go talk to the patient just go talk to her and he goes and he has this older lady and he has this conversation and he just starts asking her about her life and all yeah. this other stuff and she starts telling him about making this meal and she starts describing this pot that she's had forever and is handed down through the generations and it's made of copper and, da, 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 da. and all of a sudden he realizes Oh, you've been cooking in this pot for 15 years. Normally that's not a problem, but the consistency you've been cooking, you've been leaching this thing into your digestive system the whole time and poisoning like yourself. Poisoning? It's like a house moment, yeah. isn't that? How it was like heavy metal poisoning of some sort. It was I don't, or something like that. And it was like, oh, see, you took the time to slow down and you didn't rely on 
tests, tests and, and computers. Like, yeah. oh, I smelled the disease. I smelled it. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's well, really, that did sound a little crazy. I mean, I, I get, I get there. That's a really good example it. too of um, you know with doctors treating patients and. You know, one of the things that a doctor needs to do best when treating a patient is to sit and just talk yeah. to the person. Have a you know, you can run all the exams and tests that you want, but when you sit there and talk to them and find more out about this person, that yeah. that will help you with your treatment and find out stuff that you know you didn't know before. That communication, communication, amazing how that works, right? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> so the, the few science class I didn't I didn't do a lot of science do I didn't take a lot of science I classes didn't either in high so it's school. okay <laughs> I mean I didn't I never took a physics class you know, yeah I, I didn't either and then I, I had to take oh, it in didn't. college and I was like I don't under, did you regret I had to not push a ball up a hill and this is the worst you didn't you didn't talk about physics properties of physics no <laughs> no I didn't Mr Johnson <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I did I had a, I took a geology class the one semester yeah I went to OU yeah. And that had a, there was a lab in that. I think it was, was called Rocks for Jocks. Is the Rocks for, rocks for yeah, Jocks? Was uh, that's physics for non-physics majors. Right. I think. <laughs> it was just dumb enough for me to get let in. Man, I get it though. Like I'm not great at physics, and I'm not great at chemistry. Even even though my first job was a chemist, but you know, never mind. Um, but I think everyone has a science that they'll innately understand and innately love, and you don't have to love everything. Space blows my mind, and it makes me just want to rock myself in a corner because it's just it's it's pretty. That's interesting you say that because I think I think the one that I was drawn to was geology. And I never really gave it the time of day, but I always liked it. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why I like to travel and like to go in the mountains. I don't really understand what I'm I just it's what I'm drawn to. It's yeah. the it's the part of the earth that I wanna learn more about. Well, and I like does I like bacteria. I wasn't just biology specific. I like microbiology. Microbiology is a thing I understand. I I could, you know, innately understand what bacteria were doing human body not so much so i feel like if everyone took the time to sort of explore something they like you don't have mm -hmm. to be good at it nope. again like i was terrible at chemistry my gpa for microbiology high chemistry embarrassing um so you don't have to be good at science that reminds me i did a science project uh, an elementary school science project where i wanted to show the effects of um was it centripetal or geocentripetal force i got a pot and i planted some bean seeds in it like three bean seeds uh -huh. on the outside or kind of to the outer edge of the pot and bought a record player. And this is when I could still go to like the Salvation Army store and buy like an old record player. And I cut. Before you know, the hipsters the, got there for, yeah. first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like the, you know, the little metal spike that you set the record on. I hacksawed that off and then set this pot on there and then turned it on. Uh -huh. And then as these bean plants grew they raveled themselves around each other. So they kind of grew up and then oh, there's, it almost like braided itself and then sprouted Just out the at the top. That's pretty and cool. And that was kind of, yeah. The only thing that sucked though was but the night before I took the plant in for the science fair, um, it got wrapped up in a telephone cord when my dad was on the phone and it cut all the plants off. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in real life science too, honestly. Like, I think maybe you discovered the origins of the Jack and the Beanstalk myth. Yeah, there you go. Whoa, yeah. They just happened to be in a location on the earth and they, Where they it was planted spinning. these beanstalks yeah. and they all turned <laughs> around each other. this huge tower. Yeah. And that's how it became legend. But it was but that's one of those things where exploring science, yeah. like as a younger person where you you see it happening. Yeah. You know, you actually see the evidence firsthand before your eyes. Yep. That actually awesome. made me think of something that I want to bring up, and I want your opinion on this, because it's blowing my mind that this is actually a thing. But <laughs> why is there seemingly a resurgence in the flat earth movement? Oh, my God, I was going to mention that Wait, a few minutes what? ago. Yes, there you is. Didn't know this this yeah. is a what thing that's actually coming back. I'm gonna, yeah, I would have yes. to start drinking. What are you saying? Why would, why do would you, you, you do know that? I was, when I, the first time I heard of that, I thought... It was just like this tongue-in-cheek group of people what? doing it as a joke. I right, like the onion, like someone's punking us on that. Yeah. I'm not that smart, but I don't believe in the flat earth theory because I'm a smart enough to not do that. <laughs> here's what, But here's there's what, a whole group of people who really why? do believe in the flat earth there's theory. There's two and of them. To, and to prove this, two? I know that for a fact I am one degree of separation away from a person here in this city that no. is a flat earther. And that is, is that is the that is the term I have been seeing on. So that's not something I made up. I was talking to a friend, and, and I saw they, a video on Facebook that? of this old. I 
What is the what is the basis for that? What is it? I honestly haven't cared enough to dig in. Alternative alt, yeah, yeah. But Why, it, people believe that I mean, they they believe there's some sort of a barrier or something at the edge that I don't. Get that, that NASA's a conspiracy. Well, yeah, the conspiracy thing. Like, why would we? Why would we trick trick you? <laughs> why would who's, we? Who's tricking you? I don't know if you guys. Because here's my thing that's crazy too. Is like you can right now go buy off of the internet a balloon and a camera for probably fifty dollars and shoot that thing right. up into the atmosphere yourself and, and see the curve. Go to the stratosphere in Las Vegas, and you can see. The you can curve. see it from the window <laughs> in an airplane. Yeah. I mean, it's not. What do they think the moon is? Do they think the moon is just a flat disc, like a big round disc that that's is it's just cheese, a cheese? Like it's cheese. Like, Everybody like knows that. Right. No, you know how the, you know why the moon's not cheese? Because if it was, we'd already gone there and eaten the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We would have <laughs> been mining that shit. We would have fried it and then dipped it in <laughs> ranch dressing. Oh my god, it's for years. We, yeah, we would have adjusted its orbit, <laughs> threw it at the sun. It would have come back perfectly oh, toasted. Oh my god, you guys want some moon nachos? Moon nachos. There was that. Coming there to was, near you. There you was, could just shoot chunks of it into the atmosphere, and it there would. There you go. There was an place. actual tweet from Kevin Durant. You, you guys remember this dude, right? The uh, basketball, uh, baseball player. Oh, basketball player. Are you about to tell me that he KD is a ball, flat right? earther? Uh, uh, kind, uh, Don't tell me. Just that. as bad. He he tweeted one day, and I and I saw the tweet. <laughs> he tweeted one day when there was a, an article about the sun. Um, where there was some new research that had come out in regards to solar flares and some other new discoveries know. about the surface of the sun. And I KD tweeted, how can anybody possibly know what's going on on the surface of the sun? We can't go there. What? Like, that was a serious tweet this dude oh, sent out. I saw this, no. yeah. What? This reminds me of that Wendy's thing, like... Did you forget that we have telescopes? For yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you, you know we can see we, it, right? Like it's that big bright right. thing yeah, right it's there. It's not just with our eyeballs; it's eyeballs and fancy optics. But yeah. you know, I and mean, we, we do actually have like spacecraft directed at it and shit. I mean, like, I can get so, not understanding multiverse theory because honestly, when I heard a podcast about multiverse theory, I pulled my about car. What? Multiverse. Oh, theory. I can totally oh, get into that. I, right. I pulled my car over to the side of the road and just like tried to process that mm-hmm. because that blows my mind. Because so, there's another universe where the same thing is happening, but I'm wearing a red shirt talking yeah. to you guys. What do you think about mm-hmm. it? It, I. I don't know. It's a hard. It's hard mathematically for me to understand. I'm just not good at math. Um, but I mean, it's sure. I, I mean, it's possible. But there's those kinds of science. I can understand why people won't get into them because it is difficult to prove, and the con- and the way that they prove it is very complicated. And and you've heard about the holographic the universe f- thing now? No, let's hear what? about that. Yeah. Is my mind going to get blown again? I'm yeah. going to lock myself in the corner. The basis of the theory is that every just like just like holograms in our reality where we encode three-dimensional information on a two-dimensional surface that our entire universe is actually encoded on a two-dimensional plane and that is how partially how like multiverse theory works is they're literally stacks and it's like so it's sort of the sense like you could like if you looked at it this way you'd see our universe and if you looked at it that way you'd see the other universe. Is that the flat Earther argument? Because no, then no, I could see where they got it. This is this is universally <laughs> wow. And so I don't know. It was a very but I've seen it pop up a couple of times and I read one one brief review of it and it was like that. So one of my favorite. I need like like three months of like studying one article on this. Yeah, just to, but so one of my favorite things to think about in regards to. Oh, but it also solves like a lot of the questions about like the unified theory of the universe and everything. So they're like, this well, might be actually helpful. be a that thing. Well, when I think, you know, what, when I when I think about the the multiverse theory and that there, yeah, there might be another instance where we're doing the same exact thing, but you know, I might be, I don't know, living in like a mansion. When I contemplate that, all I <laughs> oh, why is that the answer? I like well, that but all I think is just like. Thank God. I know that there's somewhere else out there <laughs> where somewhere. there might be some like amazing fucking astounding shit happening. So where that makes Trump me feel is better. not president. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well done. Yes. That's why I'm at like, the same time there was somewhere where Obama wasn't president. Yeah. yeah. This is Very true. There true. are the bad ones. There's but, always so. there's always that. But in regard to uh, <laughs> that's why multiverse theory pisses me off. There's gonna be all of those different things and that really right. bothers me. And somewhere <laughs> somewhere what some of those motherfuckers are having the perfect fucking universe. Yes. Let's get back to we're at the very beginning of this episode, you know, be positive. Be positive. Be positive. Happiness be positive. is a choice. Happiness is a uh, choice. One of the things I like to think about in regard to perception or, or knowing that there's things out there that we 
probably aren't experiencing or seeing mm -hmm. just because we don't have the tools to receive that information. Mm -hmm. In the course of evolution, there came a time where our our eyes developed and our eyes developed rods and cones that allowed yeah. us to see the, the color spectrum that we're allowed to see. Sure. Now we don't see the whole color spectrum, right. but there's also eyeballs out there that don't see color. So imagine if- are, are, are And there's there? eyeballs out there that see all the colors. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. the, what is that crazy shrimp, the mantra the, shrimp? Yeah, the, just the one on the treadmill. Shrimp. That we don't even know. So yeah, it's what, the one on the treadmill. So what, <laughs> what is it that we aren't seeing or perceiving because we Everything. have not yet developed the tools to do it? Oh, Everything, yeah. Every, we can't, we're blind. We're basically blind. Is this where you guys present me with a red pill or a blue pill? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is you where you make the choice. You're not gonna believe what you're gonna see after you take this I feel this like shit. we've already taken the other one and we're now seeing reality. You think your eyes are open now. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with color choices that we have right now. That's enough. I've, I've got a I'm good field. I'm also. I like this box of 64. Yeah, but I mean, what if you could see infrared light and yeah? What if you could? What if you could see microwaves? I mean, radio. Waves. I see one in my kitchen every day, so I don't know what. You <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I think they have one for sale over in Zamir's you know, right I've now. I've been trying to. I've been trying to train my eyes to see microwaves, but when I use the microwave, I just get real close and stare right <laughs> into it. <laughs> Because, you know, like, that's what they say, like, you get, your eyes get, like, will get hit with that radiation. Eventually, it'll start to become sensitive to it. And, and then maybe be become a mantis shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is that how that works? That's how, that's how it I'm works. I'm staring that's at the microwave from now on. You've got, like, mantis shrimp scampi. I want to see a million more colors. <laughs> They're pretty terrifying really looking. Good. They don't look normal. And if you want to see infrared, get a toaster oven, do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've solved all the problems, you guys. Now we'll know about other planets. <laughs> if we had to see a million more colors, then we'd have to fucking name them all. Yeah, and I, you know, being a woman, you see all those nail polish and yeah. makeup names, and they're all really stupid. So, you know, galaxy blue. No, it's no. blue. Cornflower blue. Yeah. Never seen <laughs> blue with any corn. Corn flowers. Corn flower blue. I thought there was a flower called that, so. Oh, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't why know I like flowers. how flowers. I like how colors are handled in a digital world because they're just like numbers. Like, oh, it's this much red, this much green, this mm -hmm. much blue, or this much lum like. So if whatever color, he's like, oh, that's that's that yeah. Well, Pantone is the keeper of the colors. Right. I mean, OU, you know, crimson red is a specific Pantone number seventy-four. Right. Uh, yeah. And and so everyone registers their color. You want Coca-Cola red, you go get this Pantone color. And they actually sort of help predict color trends. Yep. Uh, color. The Pantone color Pantone? of the year this year is, the year, uh, yeah. I think, some kind of version of green. I don't know. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pantone. Yeah. Blowing your mind. Well, I'll make a note of that. Paint colors. <laughs> make sure you guys. Are yeah, I mean, it's a. It can be copyright. In other words, it can be copyright in infringement, trademark infringement, because it's it's intellectual property. Yep. It's hey, registered with Pantone. Yeah, registered with Pantone. I just got into something I'm not very knowledgeable about. Like, yeah. yeah, trademark. That's, about, that's, that's all. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Well, nobody knows any more about this. All right. So. All right. Well, then uh, we'll we'll move on to this. I got I got two right. words then. Poop transplant. Yes. Let's do that yes. real quick. That's Poop why we're transplant. All here. Um, so my, my PhD is in a, in a, a bacterium called Clostridium difficile. And Say it again. Clostridium difficile. Clostridium yeah. difficile. Named because it was difficile to isolate it. <laughs> it was, no, for real. Must uh, be Latin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, when I worked on it, no one really cared about it. It caused diseases in, in nursing homes and really, really sick people. And basically, uh, it's an antibiotic-associated disease and it's something we call an opportunistic pathogen. You won't get it unless something's wrong. An opportunistic wrong pathogen. And it takes advantage of your wrong situation. Like so, Trump. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> let's develop that. He is a big turd. As yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, are you saying he's a piece of shit? <laughs> I'm not not saying it. I'm not, um, I'm not saying it. <laughs> but it takes advantage of being immunocompromised or you taking antibiotics. So antibiotics are great for killing bad things, but they can also kill good things because yeah. not all of them are hyper-specific. They are usually pretty broad um, spectrum. So um, you take an antibiotic and it cleans out your gastrointestinal system and it takes advantage of that situation to just go nuts. Because there's there's a lot of good a good amount of like a lot of good bacteria people. in your intestines that your body uses to fight infections. Absolutely, and yeah. We call it normal flora. Normal, normal, normal flora. I saw some hmm. internet video about this the other day, and it was basically saying that, you know, really you need to stop thinking that you're even yourself because really you're just bacteria. Yeah, that's right? why everyone, yeah, everybody you're has like culture nine, of some like, degree. There's like 300 times more bacteria cells in your body than there are you cells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
stupid like that. I don't know if no, I'm it's getting not stupid. that in right. No, I mean, yeah, no, that's no. Yeah. I mean, the difference was it was dramatic. It wasn't like oh, there's like there's a billion of you and a billion ten of bacteria. Like you know, there's like no, no. a billion of you and like <laughs> nine hundred quadrillion. <laughs> okay, so bacteria. that's that's gonna make me be anti antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're chock full of bacteria and it's a good thing. I mean, um, I've gotten an opportunistic infection. I think I was too clean, uh, too harsh. Of, I was using too harsh of a soap and ended up getting a skin infection because I, all my good guys were gone. My normal flora was mm-hmm. gone because um, we also put antibiotics in our soap back in the day before we knew that that was a really terrible idea and um, what it would cause. But um, so... Clostridium difficile, you take antibiotics and it causes this terrible disease. Again, it didn't used to cause problems, but then at the end of my graduate school career, it really started taking off as a, as a bacterium and as a disease because it, it, it evolved and mutated. It produced way more toxin. It was really good at causing disease now. And so I've, I've known 20 year olds that have gotten this after going to the dentist and getting oh, antibiotic. Really? And what sucks about it, um, in addition to shitting yourself a lot, um, it, if you get it once, you will likely get it again. And if you get it again, you can get it up to seven, eight times. And a lot of people die just because you sort of waste, waste away. I mean, because you're constantly ill and you oh. can't get better. Um, it's, yeah, it's really pretty That's awful. So then Terrible. what do they do to make one get better? Yeah, well, and it, uh, to add complications is that one, antibiotic resistance is a problem. But even the antibiotics we use to treat this disease can cause that disease now too. So that's, yeah, it's well, that's a snowball and a half. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Merck came out with a new therapy for it, but really the best, and I was trying to come up with a new therapy, but it didn't work out. Um, so the best therapy that they've found has been poop transplants, poop transplants, poop transplants. And it's been, and this is why it has to, so it has to be someone you love or someone you live with. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a donor. Yes, they're a poop donor. Somebody from or your sort of immediate environment. Yeah, because you're picking up the same normal mm-hmm. things. That I mean, you're eating the same things. You're licking the same doorknobs. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> you're like, um, <laughs> but you're, you, you, in theory, have the same you know, yeah. arsenal. So you would get a transplant from them. So, How does that work? Um, in so, two different ways. I mean, people are trying to develop a pill, but... I don't think that's going to like, be. Do I have to eat their poop? <laughs> you have to eat their poop. Well, you, you, can go poop? At, you can go at either one of two ways. Is that where the human centipede? You can either eat or just like snort it. You have, you have like, to electively <laughs> join a human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out he was just well, trying to fix that They stitch your mouth. It's a really weirdly effective treatment for a lot of. Yeah. He was a really misunderstood sociopath. This is the one time that you go ask to mouth. Yeah. Well, so you can get it through a tube down your mouth, or you can get it the other way. Oh, okay. So, Suppository style. Yeah, up, up, up the butt. Shot so this means there. you have a you Not have a shot in there. That would be horrifying. <laughs> no, but they blame. take they take poop. They screen it for other kinds because you don't want to get other diseases just by you know this process. So they screen it for other potential problems, and then they they resuspend it in saline and and put it. So let's and that say is to get that good, is to get that good bacteria. Yeah, recolonization. Re- so let's say I'm a donor. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta quit looking at me so, like that way. That's me and you, Elaine. So you're saying there's I'm a the, chance. I'm the donor. I'm I'm going to what? Go to a a lab and poop into a bowl and <laughs> what am I what am I doing here? Are they gonna just go? Are they I'm gonna not surgically sure how the universal take donor system poop out? Works or are they out. gonna like put a hose in my butt? I don't and think suck they can take poop out. I think that that's really complicated for something that could be easily solved. But they need my poo, right? They do need your poo. But how do they get it? What do I? How do we? They're, they're, how does this transfer work? I mean, I think you go to the hospital, and the, I mean, there's not all hospitals do this, by the way. So, like here, to, poo into this. Yeah, poo into this. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's like you pee into a cup. I mean, there's okay. specimen collection. I'm sure jars. there's like a tray that they can sit over a toilet bowl room. Yeah. That Right to you would be normal process, but it would just stop it. He's going to so just start saving all of his poop now, yeah. just in case. Okay, so now, so now, so now they've got. We apologize to the poor people at Integris when John brings a cart full of his shit to your counter. So, so now, so now the doc has my tray of poo, and it is handed off to. To whom? To somebody that that has had cluster. You wouldn't get this from just one one round of C. difficile. It's people that have gotten it four or five times. So the reason why you get it four or five times is that this is a spore former. So what that means is that it forms this candy-coated shell <laughs> that like candy basically shell. protects it against the elements, and elements including 
back, you know, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So it hangs out, you know, all of its buddies are dead, but it's still, you know, hanging on. Viva la resistance. And, <laughs> And you're not quite well. So you're saying it built a wall? <laughs> built a built a <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Jean Valpin. But it's just one dude over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fighting a fight that's not, that ends terribly. Um, and you shitting yourself. So, um, so those guys still are around and they get reactivated and they cause it again. You're not building up the right immune Because my poo had the good so stuff in it to reactivate. This is something that takes advantage of a situation to screw somebody really over. Shitty. Moves in, builds a wall, <laughs> isolates himself. So you're saying the rise and of it just Trump continues to make your life hell because of our yeah. resistance to antibiotics now. Oh God! Is that is this the first? Ba- Bath and Body Works started adding triglycerin to their antibacterial gels, and then this is what happened: the food industry added antibiotics to chickens. See, this is what happens Man. when we don't vaccinate. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right. Well, aren't there instances, though, I mean, to get back on that, where there have been a rise in diseases that were once... Well, it's nature's way yeah. of cleaning house, for sure. I mean, the, the, the plague is definitely... Yeah. I mean, you see... I mean, nature doesn't like it when people get really close and have bad hygiene, and it, something will happen. Cholera will happen, or, mm-hmm. you know, bubonic plague will happen, and so... so uh, for a while, when I lived in Colorado, there were instances of bubonic plague being detected oh, yeah. in... The uh, the colonies of prairie dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, we're not we're not the natural host. What would it What would it take for that to? Well, we have antibiotics that can okay. treat plague, but you know. But if I think so the, if I we, think the next plague will be probably antimicrobial resistance. I mean, don't quote me on that. These these views are my own. I'm going to remember that you said it though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> It's going to happen. I mean, influenza, I mean, is still a thing that changes every year. That's why we have to have a new vaccine every year because it changes itself. It mutates. It, and it's going to mutate to the point where it's going to be hard to overcome. I mean, the flu is still a really serious thing. It pneumonia is. is still a – I wear yeah, pneumonia. Pneumonia is a really serious thing. Tons of people have been just ravaged by the flu mm-hmm. this year, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, no, it's bad. And then yeah. you get secondary Most of the people I've heard, when they get it, it, it gets so bad it evolves into like – Respiratory infection or yeah. walking pneumonia. Yeah. Or, I, I mean, the one time I got legit flu, I mean, I wanted to die and then I got pneumonia right after. So, Jesus. and it, I mean, it took three weeks, four weeks to overcome the flu part and then I got pneumonia. So, flu is still a super serious thing. And I, it blows my mind that people are just like, screw flu shots. They're the worst. What? No, they're not. <laughs> it was in like nineteen nineteen. They're the, so easy the, to get. The yeah. big influenza epidemic yeah. here in the United States yeah. that a lot of people. These days probably don't even know that that even happened. There's a shitload of people in the U.S. that died in that epidemic. A whole bunch of people died worldwide from the flu. Yeah. And it's it's still around, and all it has to do is mutate and evolve. Evolution's an actual thing. That might start what? killing more. Yeah. <laughs> what? We see it with bacteria. No, it's every my bubble. <laughs> That'll probably start killing more people than all the refugees that are running around murdering everyone. So, oh yeah, there's that. We've got to cure that too. Yeah. There's no yeah. antibiotics for that. <laughs> I read a. No, I won't because it's a spoiler alert. I was reading Inferno by Dan Brown because it's. I, I thought I you were like, going to say Dante. <laughs> yeah. I have read it. Yes. Um, spoiler it, it, alert. Spoiler, there's spoiler there's alert. like seven there's rings or eight. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I saw a great little internet video that was describing how they think that uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was actually an <laughs> that, yeah. adaptation of Dante's Inferno. <laughs> oh man. Because the punishment really? fitting the crime. The punishment, punishment fitting the, the crime. crime the sure. the riverboat. Between the yeah. two worlds, the that's it. Batty and I are just not finishing up all the Roald Dahl books. And we're actually the, reading the James sudden, and the Giant Peach. The sudden ascension at the end, back to heaven. But the he glass is Roald Dahl oh, is yeah. all about punishment. Like you make bad decisions, you will reap your reward and fast. It kind of, I mean, like his like me the bad gestures and, everywhere. What you said. All y'all. <laughs> there are certain people where you're just like, that's why you believe in a hell right there. So you hope that they go there. <laughs> wow, that kind of blew my mind. I'm sorry. I gotta still think about Willy Wonka and Dante for a little bit. Uh, yeah. But in, in Inferno, there's basically a play. This guy creates a play because the, the, I mean, the world's population is gonna get unsupportable by our Earth at some mm-hmm. point. Is it similar know? to the 12 Monkeys where he releases that virus? Around the world to decimate the population. Yeah, and it's the movie's different from the book, and I don't mean that in a you know the Does book still- is so much better, you guys, <laughs> because the movie was still fantastic. Does it still have the same plot point the- though? Everything was just dead on to the book until the very end, and it was oh. a very different ending. And, and- Wait, are you talking about uh, Dan Brown's Inferno? Yeah. There's a movie. 
It yeah, just came Tom, up. Yeah, yeah Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I had no idea. Yeah, really? With the with the yeah, they're still the doing girl it. from uh, the woman from Star Wars. Wow, where the, the hell have I been? Yeah, yeah, it was just released on know. DVD this week. Yeah, DVD. Holy crap, DVD. Wait, the only that, DVDs. Daisy, what's her name? That girl go. or from Star Wars? <laughs> I don't know. Was Daisy Ridley in the? Was it Daisy Ridley? Uh, you said from Star Wars. Just she from the recent one. The yeah. not the fourth. I had no idea that that. I've seen the first one. Isn't Holy the first shit. one Angels and Demons? The first, the first one was, the first oh, no, Don, is uh, Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code yeah. and then Angels and Demons. Which was terrible. I had no idea that they did Inferno. Yeah, they did Inferno. Yeah. Have you read the book? No, I only uh, read uh, Da Vinci Code and it was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's a, I was like, you know what this is? This this book wow. is the equivalent to what Twinkies are the equivalent to food. Oh, like, yeah, it was but just everyone needs. Uh, well, hey, that's what Dean Koontz books are? Is reading, totally. I mean, yeah, I mean, as long as you're reading, it's like, yeah. I don't know. But it doesn't mean fans are awesome. I still feel like there's substance in Dean Koontz books or even, you know, yes, the fly. I don't know. When was the last time you read King a Dean Koontz book? No, nah, <laughs> right. the Dan Brown book was, it really felt like just eating a fucking Twinkie. Oh, it's like, totally it Food, but here you're reading. Do you know how many people don't read? Most of what is what is the saying? The the man who can read and doesn't have has no advantage over the man who can't read. I've Mm. seen that quote. Yeah, another quote for a bumper sticker. (laughs) TLDR. (laughs) We're gonna make the TLDR bumper sticker. It's like Ian, who was on your podcast about wine, is like Mm -hmm. at least fine if you're drinking barefoot. It's you're drinking wine. You're drinking wine. That's fine. You know what I think? I even made the same. Let me have my Twinkie books. I read a lot of really hard books. I want to have a Twinkie book. I actually like Thomas Harding. What? Okay, so don't start me on Thomas Harding. No. <laughs> I got a new character that's based on Thomas Hardy character. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. That we don't Hardy. have a murder on air. <laughs> Thomas Hardy. That's you good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, I don't love Dan Brown, so I'm not going to start a film. I mean, but he's, he has right. his place in the world. I get, I, I get but it. But I like know. the idea of Inferno. Like, it's a really interesting, so, but the, the, the world population was not going to support itself, so we have to thin their herd somehow, some way, and this guy it will happen. creates a virus he that creates can a virus to thin the herd. And I won't tell you the ending because it is a definite spoiler alert. I was not expecting Can you describe how the virus kills people? I can't because it it spoils. Well, the shit, now I gotta read it. You do gotta read it. <laughs> All right, do I? Can I? Can I read it without reading the other two first? Or? Yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Or it, just see the movie. No, because the what? movie, the movie, the virus is different. Uh, Very uh, different. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked how they did it in the book. I was like, well, that's pretty smart. No, I started rereading Misery, and that's just so much. <laughs> I mean, that's a great movie, that's but the book is just so much more. Oh. I started the Dark yeah. Tower series. Nice. I'm, I'm actually like, listening to the, the first final time? book the right time. now. Wait, you're listening nice. to the yeah. final book of the yeah. Dark? What? What? What is, is that? One's called the Dark Tower, right? Yeah. Okay. Huh? And uh, I know. Currently even though, talking about some multiverse theory in so there. there yes. That is, that right? is multiverse yeah, exactly. theory. It's also metafiction. Stephen King's books are a multiverse of they are. of real life and his because you know the the Dark Tower ties together so many other novels. Yeah, like the majority his, yeah, of them. The majority yeah. of them are all tied into it. I have heard that. Well, love, the, so you've that. got um, the in it, the kids see uh, the turtle. So everybody thinks of the clown from yeah. Stephen King's Ed as being like the main antagonist. Well, the, the, there's also this turtle, this giant evil turtle, and that turtle is one of the protectors Turtles of the twelve beams that you see in the Dark Tower. Which also one of those beams is one of the things that you see in Stephen King's book Insomnia. But I'm going to stop. Multiverse. I think his name is Manchuin. Yes, Manchuin. So uh, when when I started reading those the Dark Tower books, I remember reading the Dark Tower like in the late '80s was the first time I read the first book. Yeah, um, the Gunslinger. Yeah, the Gunslinger. And then and then I and then I read and then with the second book I read them as they were released. Oh yeah. Uh, And I was reading other Stephen King books and was like. These feel tied together. Like I know there's other books that involve this, so I'd have to go to the library and find mm-hmm. books of like the Stephen King Compendium library. and yeah, the library. Well, go every- to a bookstore and find somebody who written of their theories of the Stephen. Like yeah. there was no way to get online and check that <laughs> stuff or go to other. <laughs> Back and, in the and day. then right before Stephen King started to um, release the final books in the series, they re-released the first four. You know, in a in a box set, mm-hmm. and they went in and highlighted the previous novels by section and bolded the ones that they say. It's kind of like part, everything that Jesus says that. is in red. And that's my favorite part of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my like favorite so part about those books is the ones that are bolded. That's you know, are in that unit. So I kind of need to get all those. I'm listening together. to it on audiobook right now, so yep. it's I don't I don't. Who's reading it? 
I don't remember. Um, at this point, good. it's it changes because oh really? Okay. There's a author that or a voice talent that was reading it that got into a bad accident and oh, like no. got messed up neurologically. Like Stephen King when he was writing that them. made me yeah, sad. Something like that. Um, so there's a new one. I don't remember his name though. That's interesting. Yeah. Did, 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 have He's you, good. Um, I like him. Yeah. No. Uh, Are you throwing in book four point five in there? I haven't read so, that one. The I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, I've Wind got it downloaded, keyhole. but I'm going to I'm, a, I'm a noob in this. So, I so, don't, there, so there were seven books in it, okay. and he rushed to finish the last three when he oh. learned he wasn't dead um, from the, the car accident. Yes. And he, there were a lot of things he regretted, uh, choices oh. he regretted uh, when he was writing those. So he went but I thought Wind Through the Keyhole was a whole separate story. Like No, Wind Through the Keyhole is a bridge between books four and five. Because oh, in book four ends on Interstate 70 in Kansas. And then book five just picks up, you know, they're on that farm and they've been there a while. And you're like, well, how the So that's hell? between Wizard of Glass and Song of Susanna? Yeah, it's supposed to bridge that gap. And <laughs> I didn't realize there's like, so many books. I don't know what I've gotten myself oh, yeah. into. I'm like, oh, you've gotten yourself into a oh, hole. Oh, yeah. and, and when you re- listen to it in like 20 minute increments at a time. Yep. <laughs> and then there's various short stories that go along with it. And then there's the graphic novels, which I've still yet to read or look at. Yeah, I need to finish my collection of those. I only have like half of them. <laughs> Yo, you're, in, you're in for an adventure. The Dark Tower books are adventure. fantastic. And the movie's coming. <clears throat> yeah, movie's. I, I didn't even know that I timed it that way. So I'm mm-hmm. very And excited. I have to say, there's a there was a big deal about the casting of... Roland, oh, yeah, because they oh, did Idris, Idris Elba. Elba, and he's black, and Roland is not. Black. In fact, well, they never really say that he's. They never say white. it, but well, they do in a sense because when Susanna enters the picture, or when I say Odetta enters the picture, Odetta. she's Odetta. calls him a white honky. Oh, and well, like, then the, there's then this then racial white. tension. <laughs> that was the biggest argument against casting tension, Idris But you Elba. know what the really screwed up thing is? Is I was continuing to read. She actually gets inhabited later by being and starts mm-hmm. changing. Her race, she becomes half white for a while, and then there's this other so personality. No like, there's, I was like, oh, there's precedence in the Dark Tower of race changing. racial changing mm-hmm. and characters changing and evolving and being well, in one world and being in another was, world. And well, there's Shawshank Redemption. Okay, that's what I was saying. There's also precedence in Irish guy, right? In Shawshank Redemption. Red, it was supposed to be a white guy, and now he's played by Morgan Freeman, and he's a black guy. So, and as I've been listening to the books this time, I kind of like like let myself picture Idris Elba as this character. I started to halfway I'm like, through. I'm like, I like it so much more because yeah. I always yeah. pictured like Clint Eastwood when I read them. Yeah, but, well, I got confused. I thought my, Matthew McConaughey was playing he's Roland, the man in black. and he's the man in black. I was like, well, that makes way more sense yeah. now. So, yeah, that I love yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that'll be good. Even better now that he came out as a huge Trump supporter. So that's it's still it's still one of my favorite yeah. first lines of any. That's not what his intention was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can still that, that first line of the first book, um, the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Yeah. I'm like, Damn, I'm in. <laughs> that first line, and I'm, I'm in. <laughs> okay, so aside from, aside from the Dark Tower books, did you guys see that Netflix has uh, finished up Gerald's Game yeah, movie? I saw oh, really? That. When I didn't is like it that out? Book very much. <laughs> I think it's a series. Oh, I think it's, it's like a, a mini series. Oh, even better. All in just one room. Well, you know the majority. <laughs> what did you? You read Gerald's game, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so it's all yeah. the flashback stuff. Oh, that's right. That's because right. you know yeah, she yeah. she yeah. suffered when she was a child, sexual yeah, abuse, right. and then all the other things. Well, that, that'll be a warm, you know, oh, family be movie. Dark and violent and gross. That's, Will there be any yeah. callbacks to Dolores Claiborne in it? I hope. So. Oh, so okay. Talking about science, we bring this whole thing back <laughs> yeah. to science via Stephen <laughs> we, King. We went off well, the path. Do you guys know that um, in August there will be a total eclipse of the sun that we. Will be able to see in the United States. I've been thinking, and your heart. (laughs) Okay, Bonnie. Um, We can see it. uh, The closest place, uh, if you wanted to drive from Oklahoma City to go see it, would be like St. Joseph, Missouri. And you can see into the last where Mormonism was founded. Totality is about five minutes. Um, but you can, and St. Joe is right on like the middle line of, cause the totality section is like 20 miles or so 40 miles wide. Right, right, right. It's right on that center line. So you can drive up to St. Joseph, Missouri, like towards the end of August 21st or something like that and see a total eclipse of the sun. So it'll be like three in the afternoon and you will be able to see the stars like it's nighttime. That's nuts. And you, I don't even it's think. It's a long road trip yeah. for five minutes. But and if you were to try to said. get online and book <laughs> right. a hotel room in St. Joseph, Missouri for those dates, like you can't. It's like all that shit's blacked out. 
Because they're throwing this huge, and in other cities too, but five minute blackout party. Basically, I mean they've got they've got all kinds <laughs> of names for this. Is it going to be like the purge like, for those five, five minutes? minutes. Yeah. Like, five minutes, everything okay, well, goes. So, so that's why that's how Stephen King goes through this bet because in, you're talking about Gerald's game, yeah. the title of Dolores Claiborne. And Dolores Claiborne, that's it's when a weird, she wintered the segue. It's a weird, obscure this. part of yeah. Mormonism nobody talks about <laughs> that if uh, a total eclipse happened. of the sun occurs in yeah. St. Joseph, then Mitt Romney right. be president. Just everything oh. goes. Like, but in, in Dolores freedom. Claiborne, that's when Dolores murders her husband, is during that Spoiler moment alert. of like five minutes. Of t- well, that's how the that's how Dolores Claiborne starts. Oh, that's okay. true. She kills him at the beginning of the book. <laughs> during the eclipse, that's when she pushes him into that in well. Into the well. No, it takes uh, place in New England, but well, that's pretty awesome sounding, though. But we can go take a trip to Missouri and see. I mean, this not is not the purge is going to happen. <laughs> this would be the only time that. in your lifetime that you can see a total eclipse of the sun. That's pretty awesome. Is that, that really that rare? Yes, the last one happened in 1970. It's not rare, but it's rare that it's anywhere near you. It's rare that you're going to see a total eclipse <laughs> of the sun to close to you that you can you. get to. It's rare. Yeah. This will be the only time you different can see it. He looks so skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe any of well, this. Is one, I'm, I'm just going to be one. I believe okay. the Earth is flat. I and then I just go to the other side. Yeah. I won't see it at all. Yes, Aaron, you can go see a total eclipse of the sun in August in Missouri. I was just yes. trying to find a way to tie and it into the dark side of the moon. Anytime. Anytime. Don't start talking about that. The mm. moon and the sun are two different things. No, they're not. Alternative what? facts. Alternative. <laughs> Hashtag all facts. They're the same thing. We just turn the sun down at night. <laughs> you see the, the, the Onion article that Turtle Americans comes. are hoarding facts between the government before the government comes to take them away? Yes, exactly. I mean, they really did have a hackathon, I think, to, to like uh, take off climate change data yeah. you know, off, the, off the servers to help in case people came in and deleted the, the data. I think there's actually a whole crew of people that work for Wikipedia that are frantically like printing off all the Wikipedia <laughs> articles <laughs> so they can like bind it. Like Denzel yeah. Washington movie where he carries the, the Bible the, exactly, all yes. around. Like exactly, yes. Exactly. to keep the climate change data yeah, the Bible. <laughs> for the future of our planet. <laughs> and it turns out it's... It was in Braille all along. Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, did anybody see the new Shyamalan yeah, movie? He's got a new It's called but Splits. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard oh, yeah, anything about it. It's about a multi... I haven't even seen a trailer for it. Multi-personality. Multi-personality. Yeah, yeah, no. What if a multi-personality is somebody who is receiving all of their multiverse selves Whoa. at the same time? Yeah, and they can physio- physiologically be different. I mean, and, and I think that you can have, if you have multiple multiple personality disorders, and one of your personalities can have an allergy to peanuts and right. die, and then the others ne- won't necessarily. That, again, mind-blowing. So, like, if you're mad at that alternate personality, you can just start eating peanuts yeah. to kill it off. Like, you, you're, you're going down. <laughs> just seed everything in your house you know, there, there is that These John, are honey-roasted bitch. <laughs> it makes me think of that John Cusack movie. Identity? With, uh, identity. That's a movie with a good personality, identity. Well, you haven't seen Identity? That's a great oh. movie. Oh, you need to, it's, it's like a Maybe one of my other uh, personalities has... It's like a cross between that well, one old yeah, Sally somewhere Fields movie. Somewhere, I've I've seen it. Elaine has seen all the movies and there doesn't have go. to constantly somewhere tell my husband. Somewhere in the multiverse, no, I, I was that. in Identity. <laughs> somewhere in the multiverse, I'm John Cusack. Okay, see, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I like that theory. I like that universe. It's, a, it's great. John, but would you rather live in the mansion or be John Cusack? Uh, but those are different ones. They might be the same. They might be, be John Cusack in a mansion. Yeah. That's why you're living in a mansion. The only one you'll ever get to experience is the one where he is John Cusack, but John Cusack never becomes an actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where he just works oh in my like God, a shoe store that's and he's, yeah. He works at Aldo. This is John Cusack who's living your exact <laughs> life. <laughs> hey, does he know John Cusack? And in that world, John Souders universe? is the John Cusack. Whoa. Whoa. So, so you work at a Hot Topic instead. <laughs> what are you going to pick? Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Get me a day well. Topic. <laughs> Did we get off on the rails note, on that? I think yeah, a little bit, but so that derailed science. us. Oh, this is uh, science. It's still pretty cool. Um, <laughs> big fan. Don't, How about some quick big, book recommendations? Of about some, science? Yeah, that we can go out and read right now. Do you stay on like... Uh, oh, god! Just throw something at us. Um, I, I will, will Inferno, but it's not super <laughs> science-y. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's... it's I, I hesitate to have, the, I mean, super duper science-y books because then that can scare people off. So, there's, right, you right. know, I think there's some that take, you know, ideas that are founded in science and do a really good job telling a, a cool story around that. I mean, Inferno being with them, sorry. <laughs> like, that's I, I mean, but it's I, an interesting well, concept. That, I like that. So. I mean, that, that you're right because that the virus thing that follows microbiology and... I, hey, I became a microbiologist 
microbiologist because okay. of the movie Outbreak. Let that sink in. <laughs> that now I manage four pharmaceutical companies, all because I watched Thank a terrible, 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 terrible movie, movie that wouldn't actually exist in, in real life. Didn't Ross get killed at the beginning of that movie? Wasn't he like Vic Patient Zero or whatever? Ross? What? Ross from, from Friends. Friends. Wasn't no. that him at I the beginning know. of Outbreak? I don't think so. I don't think so. Sure. so that that oh, wait, no, it was What's His Nuts. It, it, it was... Yeah, it was. A, yeah, that guy. That guy. You're right. You're right. No, the guy. Some white guy. The guy from Can't Buy Me Love, uh, uh, McCotty from. Uh, oh yes. What uh, McCotty? Patrick. Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. That's right. It was Patrick is, Dempsey. Uh, I think. Some, Shit. I don't know. Somebody yeah, look it up. Biker that yeah. got bit by a monkey because he stole he got monkeys monkey. from research facilities. Yeah, and then he went to the oh, movies. Don't steal research and... monkeys, you guys. <laughs> research or rhesus? That's how you know. Maybe both. Twenty eight days later started was because people started releasing research, you know, research monkeys that had. Well, the that rage was the virus. plot of one of the Jane, the Jane Silent Bob. Weren't they releasing research monkeys? Yeah, um, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll go so read. We'll that. go read Inferno. <laughs> you know, yeah. watch, no, please don't let And Dark Tower. All and scientists Dark Tower. right now are just hand and they're face palming themselves. Like, this lady doesn't We're know. We're just trying to promote science. science. Um, Isaac Asimov, he's good. Yeah. There's all kinds of science. You know what? Actually, if you want a good introduction to science and you don't want to have to read, watch Cosmos. It's in Netflix. It's great. Oh, you know, honestly, watch that. What I recommend to people is, is the podcast Radio Lab. Yes. Radio Lab. Radio yes. Lab Radio is Lab. a great way to get into science. If if it seems intimidating, they really break it down. I listen to it because there's things that I had to go. I don't. So things have happened since I was in graduate school. Like we started sequencing genomes when I was in graduate school, and it was the coolest thing ever. And it was really expensive. And now, of course, fun. you can like swab your mouth and send it off to 23andMe and <laughs> sequence it in like a day for 20 bucks, um, which is mind blowing again to me. But uh, but like CRISPR is the new way to do oh, yeah. uh, genetic engineering, which is incredible. And I had to listen to that podcast yep. to understand it. And it's an excellent podcast to understand what CRISPR is and how you can you can just pop the bottom drawer in, in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. where we keep lettuce and if you eat enough lettuce. No. <laughs> Basically, now that we know so much about the genetic code, we're like, hey, what happens if we do what this? What if we do it? Well, and the and origin like, is really happens. fascinating. Oh, really? It's yeah. really fascinating. Well, the origin wasn't to do that at all. It was actually like, it, it was discovered to be bacteria have an immune system too, because viruses right. kill bacteria. And they found all of these weird repeats in the bacterial code. And bacteria don't keep things around that is not necessary for them. They they kick things out if they don't need it, and because evolution is a thing. And so um, they had all these weird repeats of, of DNA that, and repeats are not common things to keep around. And they realized it matched virus DNA. So it's basically like an antibody. Like we have antibodies. When we see something, we produce an antibody. And when we see it again, we have that antibody already sort of in our arsenal. Well, bacteria have the same thing. And they keep these these snippets of, snippets genetic, of code. genetic code that when a virus comes in to kill them, they go, nope, been there, done that. And they can destroy wow. the virus DNA. Well, in the same way that it cuts up that DNA, you can utilize that system to cut up other DNA. And yes, they found the mechanism to do it inside of the bacteria. And you can play. And you can play. And you can make. I mean, well, we've always done genetic. I mean, we've been always. We've, we've done genetic engineering yeah, for plants, quite some I mean, time. Yeah. And um, it's just so much faster now. I mean, just really fast. So that's kind of scary. This sounds like a good awesome. Hollywood movie. Scary and awesome. Um, virus I mean, versus it, bacteria. It does bring up you know I mean, yeah. an, an, an ethics part of it but you know we, you we know, can also use it to cure diseases though. we can also use it i mean yeah. there's a lab um in our in our research facility that um they are creating transgenic mice and we use transgenic mice to study diabetes um one of our one of our companies we had to use like diabetes just doesn't happen in mice we had to use a, a created mouse strain to study diabetes so you have to feed them a bunch of coke <laughs> they just went, we just send them to the state fair and yeah. <laughs> Um, they come back two weeks later. Here's some fried Skittles. Well, mice, weirdly, they don't want to eat unhealthy food. Like that is not, they, you have to force feed them a really terrible diet because they don't want to do it because they know better. <laughs> oh, if only we did too. Yeah. I like their food. Oh, well, right. I like that if only we did too. End it on that. Uh, right. eat, eat more fair let's food. Go, really so let's done? go eat some fried oh, yeah. food no and, uh, and go see yeah, Inferno. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? yeah, we're done. We, I mean, we're we spent done. like 40 minutes talking really? about Stephen yeah. King. Yeah, so. totally. Well, let's do it. So All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Absolutely. you, scientists. Yay, science. Yay, science. <laughs> Yay, science. We'll end it on that. Uh, <laughs> See, everyone's scientists aren't scary. They're not. They're not. I mean, this They're one funny. talks about Pooh and Dan Brown. She to say that. <laughs> she has a centipede system in her house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next week. See you All next right. week. See you. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. 
As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. Woo! Get the wine now